Hey friends, Camila here at Introverted Improvisers with a new set to complement Cloud9 and Circles of Hell, Limbo. Cloud9 and Circles of Hell are II staples that complement one of the first formats I made to get improvisers acquainted and playing in a fun, magical realism realm called Underground Bunker. You can listen to those episode samples, forms, and targets at the links in the show notes. Briefly, Underground Bunker targets are slow-burn, interpersonal relationship-based scenes wallowing in the minutiae of being in an underground bunker for weeks, months, or my preference, years on end. In audio, it's fun to play with a layer of detail or simply knowing that the context of that scene has this backdrop of doom and gloom. Now, Cloud9 is gamey and plays with the imagination, world-building, and limitless potential of things you can find or do in heaven, and Circles of Hell is ugly, fast-paced, and just dark because hell can only start low and get worse. My new favorite at II is Limbo, and that evolved out of a group discussion that followed one of our Pineapple Dildo days. If you haven't heard my three-part audio essay exploring Pineapple Dildo as the bane of improv suggestions, while also being one of the greatest improv gifts I've ever received, you can check that out in the weeks previous to this one. Essentially, the suggestion Pineapple Dildo for warm-ups might have helped create some fabulous group cohesion for this spontaneous set, and that's what Limbo is all about, a raw, slow, group monocene that is all about strong point of view, interpersonal relationships, great group mind, and no promises. This allows performers to be true actors, to get in touch with who they are playing, with their partner or partners in the group, and listen from moment to moment. The very nature of limbo is the unknown, the uncomfortable. You're waiting indefinitely. So what do you do when you wait? Do you reminisce? Pick a fight? Talk about tomorrow? Whatever is there, what matters is point of view, true of most monocenes. People have found that monocenes seem to be a bit easier when they're able to establish their role and character very quickly. And so it's the ultimate pack mentality. Where do I fit in? Limbo doesn't need a narrative. Nobody needs to fish for an ending because no matter what choices are made, Limbo supports an ending or not. And I find the more you tell players to not worry about an ending or finding a narrative, the right amount of narrative is found. Players brought up this commentary, and it was really great, and I'm sticking with it. It's one of those ever-giving set up because nobody has a clue what it's actually like you know so it can be new every time and different every time like circles of hell or cloud nine but harder and more complicated version this is going to be different every time and you will never get well i'll never get sick of doing that as a setting yeah it was kind of like a otherworldly bunker kind of mono scene um, but it had more because I feel like we've done bunker before and it's like doomsday. Ah, but then this one had like a lightness about I don't know if it's the way you produced it this time around, but yeah, very fun um, sort of template. I don't know if mm-hmm. you want to give it a name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just love mono scenes, so it's always a pleasure to do them. So, yeah, cool. The organic discoveries we made that give this monocene a bit of structure are, one, have a strong point of view, 
Two, find a reason to be emotionally invested in at least one other character. And three, time your levity and let it be earnest. There's an implied four here, which is force nothing. Don't plan because an ending isn't needed. Limbo also has one assigned character role, which you can take or leave, and that is producer. I call it producer because in our original parody monoscene practice of television shows, the producer role cued from a a walkie-talkie reasons for character entrances or exits, like calling catering to set, Tom needs to go to wardrobe, uh, or they cut away from the show to a commercial, etc., And I find this producer role helps groups of players who are either not used to mono scene sharing or being in a group together, gives them a bit of steering to help find theatrical beats. Generally, the producer is never to be questioned because of this control, but because of that has no point of view, really, like in our shopping channel with Gary Marshall episode, or their POV is very limited and they simply serve a small dynamic or question in the story because of the control they have. In Limbo, I recommend the producer feeling it out. The producer should feel confident in reading beats and energies of scenes to know what to introduce next, and the producer can also decide to set the stakes or even a little game within Limbo. In this episode, I decided last minute as producer to make an offer to force the people to work together, and it was genuinely off the top of my head as you'll hear me stumble on it, And using the whole animal of that, that stumbling informed my own character that even I didn't know how Limbo worked. So an extra treat in this one, uh, the group had to cover for an internet issue, and it became a key element to the rest of the story. Talk about teamwork. Limbo requires intense group mind, awareness of dramatic beats, and truly in-the-moment flow. Challenge yourself to go nowhere and see exactly where you wind up. And with that, here is our first ever completely organic attempt at limbo number one. Let us do, um, I'm trying not to tell you everything, but I am a producerly role, but the rest of, but the four of you are coming in with even stakes. Um, I will do all the take in and take out. Um, so nobody gets to leave. Nobody gets to enter without my cues. Um, Montana and Maggie, you have both landed in limbo. Go. Wow. Uh, that was incredible. I really enjoyed dying. I, I was not expecting that. Are you joking? No. No. I mean, we we had a really great life together, and I loved every minute of it, exploring new things, but that moment at the end was, oh, that was a rush. Mark, um, (laughs) 
I, I don't I don't get it. How can you how can you find something how can you find something positive in this? I don't know, Heather. Like I it's you know, it's it's really kind of hard. Like I'm I'm still in shock, really. Maybe that's what it is, but I like it just happened and I didn't expect the we're in the car, we're on the road and then, you know, that deer came out of nowhere, the glass flying over the face, the, the pain was immense. It was... Don't, 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 I, no, just stop, stop, don't talk about, don't, I don't want to think about it. I, I just. I'm sorry. That was I, insensitive. I, I, oh God. <laughs> sorry. I, You know what? Why am I surprised at you now? You're the one that normally copes with everything. You're the one that's always calmed me down. And we've fucking gone through a windscreen of a car. And we're God knows where. And you're looking for the positives. Yeah, but I mean... But you, look, I was calm and everything, but I went through my rough patches, you know, I, I had those dark times. I, I didn't have a job for 10 years and you supported me the whole time. Sure. I was putting on a smile and I was trying to be as positive as possible, but you know, you, you got us through that. And you know, maybe I'm doing that for you now. Maybe that's what I'm trying to do. I'm. I'm I meant what I said when we got married, Mark. That the vows for me are real. Um. You know, it's it's you. It's always been you. Knock, knock, bro, chachos. Jeez, this room is heavy, man. It should at least be gray and not black. Uh, I got some two incomers. You got this is the Mark and Heather room, right? I I'm Mark. Yeah, I okay. Uh, I, I'm Heather. Yeah, great. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, you're just going to be hanging out for just a bit. Um, God has a target for you, but you're going to be on like a team. So um, this pizza place just totally incinerated uh, down somewhere in New Jersey. So we have Tim and Tina, and they're going to be on your team. And I'll tell you what the target is later. Come on in, Tim and Tina. Uh, chill out for a bit. Ooh, the decor in here is, I mean, is this, this is supposed to be heaven, right, Tim? It seems like it to me. I like the blandness of the decor. Maybe it's to subdue us for the real action that's to come. Oh, I'm looking forward to that action. You know me, Tina. 
Oh, hi. I'm sorry. We're so rude. I'm Tina. This is my husband, Tim. Yes. Where are our manners? Oh, uh, I'm Mark and, uh, and Heather, we, we heard her introduce the both of you. Nice to meet you, sir. Nice to meet you too. Uh, oh, it's, it's a good handshake you got there. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a firm one. My Tim. I am. Um, uh, how are you? Uh, I mean, we went out the way we uh, consummated our relationship. Yeah, just going at it in a pizza hut kitchen. <laughs> like a rabbit's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, boy, was it fun. But, you know, I guess it's dangerous to do that around stoves and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh you you both worked at uh well P- pizza hut was it well we we snuck into it and we like to be a little bit risky don't we mm, makes us feel young but oh look at it where we are now we don't have to worry about getting old yeah it's gonna be lovely this body for the rest of time <laughs> <laughs> it's a great snapshot of you honey oh, and an even better snapshot of you tina <laughs> It's like perfection, the Mona Lisa of me. So was dying like, did it feel incredible for, for the two of you or? or? Yeah, like I had an orgasm right as I died. It was pretty sweet. Oh. Uh, uh, it was, it was something else for sure. I, I can't say that I had an an orgasm <clears throat> oh that is too bad because i recommend it if you die again try to orgasm uh, uh, heather can i can i talk to you over here on the, yeah. On the side yeah, yeah ex- ex- excuse us it's lucky to meet you just excuse us one second uh, uh, wow uh my god they are, I, I'm very conflicted right now. Uh, they are very, very affectionate people. Are we, weren't, weren't we like that at one point? Um, <clears throat> I, th- I think, we, 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 yeah, we, we might have been when we were, you know, 19, 20. Um, yeah, they're just, um, they're probably just young. That's probably it. Hey, Tina, they're not looking at us right now. You want to go at it some more? Oh, yeah. Let's, let's, go, let's go over here behind the dresser. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. The clothes are already flung off. Oh, God, Mark. Um, it's... <laughs> I know you say I read too much, but there's this book I read at college by Jean-Paul Sartre that's called No Exit and it's people they put people who are opposites with each other in the one room I mean our lives that we had you know we're nearly 40 our lives that we left couldn't be further from the lives that they've obviously had and now we're here with them I mean I mean yeah we were going to go up to the to wine country in the Okanagan and 
have a couple of you know wine tastings and then we're gonna go see that that art gallery and then you know call it a night at 8 30. Oh, so when you say it like that, it sounds really dull. But uh, oh god, they're actually they're actually having sex. Oh god. Okay, bro, chachos. I just got the red alert alarm that there is sexual activity going on in here. That does not happen in limbo because pleasure is not allowed. Uh, Tim and Tina, knock it off. But I thought this was heaven. My uh, energy feels boundless here. What? Why are you bottling that up? Yeah, why don't you like the fun? You can join if you want, door person. Good grief. I don't even want to know what your heaven looks like if it's an orgy in limbo. Look, okay, bad news, a uh, family conference. Let's all sit down. All right, <clears throat> you two. First of all, uh, Mark and Heather, turn those frowns upside down because you're going to need some freaking positivity. Um, all right. Question, do we yeah. have to put our clothes back on for family time? Uh, please, just please, anything. Underwear. This lampshade will do. Sure. Okay, I don't mean to be a downer when it's just supposed to be met in limbo. But God cannot see you today. He is busy dealing with uh, Jesus' face in a piece of toast. Apparently that's some huge deal and God can't have it. I told him to contact Buddha and like get Zen about it, but whatever. Um, so essentially, rather than be judged by God, we're just going to see if Satan is going to pass you over or not. Um, so if Satan passes you over or says like, no, thank you, then I guess you guys just go to heaven. That's how we're going to um, do this deal. Uh, so I haven't really thought this out. <laughs> Uh, let's, okay, I got it. You four, your team, um, you're going to pitch the most torturous way to, uh, get back at God. And then we'll just see what Satan has to say about that. And, um, then he'll judge you. I mean, I don't know. I'm just making this up on the spot. So does that sound pretty cool? Like, Yeah, yeah, of course. We could do that. Sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. Tina? I I guess so. Tina's I'm, always game for anything, aren't you, yeah, sweetie? Yeah, I am. I am. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty convinced, though, that we're going to get up to heaven. So. Oh, yeah. Going on up. Okay. Well, uh, th- you know, you get, I don't know, like what, like five minutes, maybe some, uh, a way to torture God. Um, we'll see if Satan can pass some judgment on that and that'll decide your future. I don't really know how this shit works. I've been here for so long. Uh, all right. I'll be back. Do you know what? I got an idea. You know, uh, God is quite similar to Santa Claus, so he... He really likes reindeer. So what if we dress up a reindeer, but inside of it, it's just like poisons and stuff. That would really get God, like a Trojan reindeer. Wouldn't well, that be cool? Yeah, that would really annoy him. Yeah. How about, honey, remember when you when when we had a little, like, tickle-thon? 
Oh, you were just tick- tickling me with that feather duster. And oh, then it felt really good at first. But yeah. then after a while, I was like, stop. And, but like you thought it was like we didn't have our safe word yet. Yeah. Remember that? Stop honey? was not the safe word. Mm. So what if we just uh, tickled them? Oh, yeah. Tickle his toesy woesies. Mm. Let's try it on Mark. See if he likes to be tickled. I do not like to be tickled. Ooh, tickle, tickle. I, uh, so, hey, 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 stop, 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 stop. Oh, okay. Oh. Look, okay. Obviously, you're probably following me with this, Heather, as well, right? So, obviously, this entire thing's a test. If yeah, of course, it's a test. It's a trap. It's obviously. I mean, why would you have someone, an attendant that has. Oh no, his voice went away. But Mark. And they deal with. Hello? Mark, what happened? No, what happened to your voice? Are you speaking out against God? You figuring out the game? Don't do that. They don't like it. Oh my God. He's onto something, though. Clearly, they're punishing him for it. Tina, it's all a test. Hello? 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 Yes. Mark. Oh, he was, he's back. Oh, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Where did you go? Your face just went dull like? and lifeless. I, I just saw darkness. Like oh, the, my God. Like what the atheists talk about. Oh, uh, hey, everyone. Huh? I'm back. Uh, bearer of maybe good or bad news. Um. Mark figured out something kind of important. Uh, he is now a liability. What? What? I have to remove Mark from the situation. Um, no. Do you, do you no, need a no, moment please. with with Heather or something? You can have a moment. Yeah, me and Tina will go back behind the dresser. Yep. Take your time. No. Lampshade no, off. No, you two stay here. You need okay. to hear this just as much. Oh, oh, no. Mark. Mark. Whoa. Mark, if you can hear me, you you can't leave me here on my own. Please, I will take your place. Mark. I I love you, Heather. (laughs) Heather. Oh, that was so depressing. I guess uh, I guess Mark's out. Um. All right. Three of you, uh, torture got you got like a couple minutes. Heather, is Mark's body just gonna stay there saying Heather every few minutes? Guess so. Heather, come here, come here, honey. This seems like a pretty good torture if we found who God loved most Uh. and made them do this over and over, honey. She, I think she needs a hug. Her husband's right there, and he's he's just kind of frozen. He looks like he's having a good time, but he looks frozen. Yeah, let's Look, give her a hug, a good here. naked hug. Come in here, Heather. Oh. It seemed like there was something you wanted to tell him. We've never been apart. I know we don't seem like you two, but we are in that we have never been apart. 
we swore holy vows to each other 20 years ago. And we're, we're each other's lives. And I just wanted to tell him that I would go in his place so that he could stay. You must get that. You must feel that about each other, right? Oh, 100%. Of course. I'd do anything for my Tina. Same for my Tim. You know, we fit together so good. I mean, not just carnally, but... Yeah, we're like a 3D jigsaw puzzle that just goes together perfectly. And your puzzle piece has just a really nice, big, long thing that juts out of it. And it fits really good into my piece. Oh, Oh, your piece is just, it fits in there so tight Mm -hmm. and nice. Just tight. And it's just really great sometimes to, even wet puzzles are good. Anyway, that's besides the point. We totally get it. And once you find your person, you know it's real. So we got to find God's person. and But torturing God, this seems like a test, as he was saying. Maybe it's the, maybe this is the devil testing us to te- try to take us down there. Oh, hey, brochachos, uh, just got a ding red alert. <laughs> Sounds like uh, we have another liability. Sounds like uh, Tim kind of figured out the plan. <laughs> Tim, uh, <laughs> you're going to have to join uh, Mark. If- yeah. No. Yeah. Sorry. No, Say no, your I, last words. Sorry. Tim, Tim, I'll get erect for you so you can have fun with it. Okay. I don't, is there a knife? Can I get a knife so I can just keep a piece of my husband, please? <sighs> Those were really your last words to him? Damn. All right. Well, I guess we got two bodies on the floor. Um, I don't know, man. Good luck, you two. I'm going to come knocking in a few. I'm so sorry. Thanks. I'm so sorry. Hmm. Uh, They're just picking us off one by one. I know that Tim and I are, are two peas in a pod and all of that and 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 just intensely intensely uh tuned into our each other's bodies but can i tell you about a day when i i i was apart from tim yeah well he bought this track suit that came in the mail and it wasn't quite the right size. We ordered it from the J.C. Penny catalog. So he 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 did this whole thing for me. Set 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 up the uh, the balcony um, with some soil and some some plants. And he said, "Honey, can you just get these ready for me? Uh, I go. I'll go take my tracksuit back. You don't have to come." So he disappears. And for the first few moments, I I got to tell you, I was scared. But I think there was something about being out there all by myself, working with my hands and, and, and cultivating something that was outside of our relationship uh, that felt pretty good. 
Like I, I connected with myself, you know? Do you have any of those moments? No. Uh, bro, cha-chas. Hey, hope you resolve some shit. Um, good news. Good news. God is back. Uh, he went the way of the Tao or the Tao or something. So he's chilled out. And he says he'll take one of y'all into heaven. Uh, but I guess the other one has to stay here. Uh, who wants to go? I think you should go, Heather. And I think you should go. <laughs> can I... Can I send Mark to heaven? I mean, like no one's, holy shit, no one's ever asked that. Jesus. Oh, shit, I can't say Jesus. Oh, sh can I say God? Oh, okay. Um, hey, yeah. you can't say that? What, what if we told God about that? Yeah. What if we told God that? And we will. We will. We will. Unless you bring both of them back now. Look, I hate to be the bearer of really bad news, but I don't have any power. All I can do is let people in and out. Well, why is Mark twitching then? He's just going to twitch like that for the rest of his limbo life. I'm sorry. Look, if a decision isn't made here, then my ass is on the line. And I don't know what happens to me when I get in trouble, but I stay here because... I don't want to know what's on the other side of that fence. I'm too scared. Okay. So this is how it's going to go. Back me up, Tina. Yeah. You're going to let all four of us, even if we have to carry Tim and Mark, you're going to let all four of us over that fence. Or I mean Tina and I will be your hell. I can open the door, but I can't tell you what's on the other side, bro chachas. It doesn't matter because we'll be with the people we love. It doesn't matter. All right. All right. Ho hoist them. Hoist them up. Hoist them up, Heather. I'm so glad I did all of those moves upside down. So much upper body strength. <laughs> All right. Well, on the count of three, I guess I set you free. Good luck. Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs>